welcome to this week's episode of Wigging Out. It's Christmas! As you can tell by the sleigh bells ringing. Today is a very special episode as we are wearing Christmas jumpers and wigs and we are preparing to watch a Christmas film and it is genuinely December. What timing? It is quite spectacular that we have timed this. Yes. So well. Now, we don't normally do this, but it is Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So today, we will describe some of our clothing. And that is our jumpers. Ooh. Ooh, Merry Christmas to you listeners. Today, EJ is wearing a blue jumper with white dots to represent snow falling. With a happy Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it also has a nice big red nose that sticks out, which looks very good, but may be uncomfortable if wearing a coat over the top. That's a great point. I didn't think of that when I bought it. And EJ's wig is continuing the Christmas theme. They have gone for a white curly wig, much like the Claus family would have. It puffs out and falls down a little bit. Shay is wearing a brown jumper with a hood with three golden bells. And the hood has antlers attached. So they are essentially a human version of a reindeer. It is adorable. The wig is uh, much like the elf from that one stop-motion version of Rudolph, where it's nicely parted, and it looks like it be belongs to a, an elf who wants to be a dentist, because because that's what it is. It's uh, slightly auburn, but it, it's nice. Thank you. That's really kind of you. There's nothing better to give a Christmas than a compliment. I agree. It's the greatest gift of all. Unfortunately, you cannot wrap them. We were worried, of course, about recording this podcast with my jumper made of bells. Yeah. But... but it's on theme, though. It's on theme. I think you will understand that sometimes Christmas is noisy, and that you have to embrace that. I agree. Christmas is often noisy, yes. Um, speaking of gifts, I believe that this week we have a true gift, which is a genuine Paul Feig original... Kristen Wig film. We're into it, people. We are into it. This is the first Paul Feig slash Kristen Wig collaboration. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how their relationship starts. I am convinced that I might have seen it, or I just remember the trailers very vividly from childhood. Uh, the film looks like it is has a few children in it, mm -hmm. and they are stuck at an airport during Christmas time. Yeah, that seems to be the case. I'm going to assume some poorly done, but kind of admirable slapstick in this film. I agree. I anticipate at least one rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You. I am hoping that is the original. And what do you hope for Kristen Wiig? I hope she's wearing a hat. Bonus would be if it has a bobble. Uh, generally, I'm, I'm hoping that she's wearing a hat and perhaps a sweater. I hope she pretends to be a plane to entertain her child. That would be nice. 
That would be nice. Definitely uh, a different form, different direction for acting for her, but um, I'd support that direction. Kristen Wiig is playing Carol Malone in this film, the mother of a child, I believe. Okay, I'm going to make a prediction. She's not even in the airport. I think she gets to be worried throughout this entire film. Kristen Wiig, I think, is a very good warrior on camera. She seems to be, yeah. yeah. It's her signature. As I mean, as we've only seen her as two people, both of them worried. Yeah, and generally, I hear from a good source that when she goes into banks, she worries and then she gets her money out do, as ID confirmation. Do you worry that she's being typecast? I think it's too early in her career to be typecast. Okay. Um, I worry for her later. I always worry for her. Yeah. She's always Same. in my thoughts. Same. Let's get into the film. Please pause the current podcast you're listening to and insert the movie Laserdisc. Once finished with the film, please return to this prestigious podcast. Hello, welcome back. You have hopefully just watched Unaccompanied Minors along with us. How did you find that, EJ? Um, it was a little bit painful. Uh, I'm very surprised that it's a Paul Feig film. I don't want to blame him for the writing. He just directed it, so let's not throw him under the bus too far. But I think the problem is that Paul Feig's directorial style relies a lot on improvisation and coverage to edit Mm -hmm. together a seamlessly hilarious film. Yeah. But Paul Feig was working with child actors... Yeah. And in the framework of a family action set piece comedy at Christmas, gonna just go along with it no matter what. This was a very mid 2000s film. You could feel the crushing weight of the decade on top of you. You could feel that they wanted a hit song to be, to go along with it to sell singles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, um,. I wouldn't watch it again. I mean, after having watched Enigma with a Stigma, I don't feel like any film could truly be as bad as that. So anything else seems better, which is great. Very helpful in that regard. So it wasn't, it wasn't terrible to watch, but as a film, it was not great. I do remember seeing the trailers for it when I was a kid. Do you remember that? No, I don't think it was that big over here, probably. Yeah. I I vividly remember the trailers. I'm glad I didn't watch it at the time. Do you not think that maybe you would have enjoyed it more at the time when you were younger? I like to think that my taste was better than this film, but I can't promise that. I don't know. I probably would not have liked it because it was aggressively heteronormative. Yeah, it did seem there was like perhaps maybe a queer child who was then forced into a romance everyone was forced into a romance and they were like 12 and they were 12 they don't need romance yeah do you want to give a quick synopsis of the film um what do you even say uh kids are trapped in an airport kids traveling alone we should say they're called unaccompanied minors in airline 
terms. They uh, were trapped in an airport due to a snowstorm, and they are being minded by some airport employees, one of which is just not into Christmas and is very cruel. So they, uh, yeah, they're... Their mission is to escape the airport to a hotel nearby where many of the other kids are staying for the night. One of them has a sister that's over there who is expecting Santa to show up at 4 a.m. And he doesn't want to disappoint her. Very kind of him. That is kind of sweet. Yeah. So, you Kristen Wigites out there, you Wiggers... We were, of course, expecting maybe Kristen Wiig to be a concerned parent. Yeah. Um, I was hoping she'd act like a plane. You were hoping she would be in a hat and a jumper. Recklessly optimistic of us. For she was doing neither of those things, and she was actually only in the film for nine seconds. However, this does provide a brilliant opportunity to do a second-by-second analysis of Kristen Wiig's performance. Woohoo! Let's jump straight into it. Uh, so before we begin, we've just... We can see Kristen Wiig. She is in a fur coat, a purple top. Purple? I, again, suspect you're colorblind. It's brown. It's like a purpley brown. It's definitely just brown. I'm willing to compromise that it's a purpley brown. But viewers at home, watch this. Tweet at us. Is she wearing purple or brown? It's going to be like that dress that one time. I think maybe what's throwing me off is that she's got a brown fur coat and a brown bell. Yeah. And therefore maybe my eyes are trying to compensate. My brain is compensating and saying, well, that must be a purpley top. And she's wearing blue denim jeans. She's got a handbag, I think, that's hidden at the moment. Yeah. And she is blonde, and I believe she has hoop earrings, is that just underneath her You are her correct. Uh, Shoulder-length blonde hair. It's kind of uh, dirty blonde, a bit wavy. So the scene at the moment is they are in a kind of low-rent mall where they are about to, her and her child are about to see Santa Claus. Kristen Wiig looks very irritated at her spawn. Uh, yes, so that's the first second of Kristen Wiig's appearance in this film. Let's continue. Ooh, we've cut to a closer shot. Uh, we also saw that Kristen Wiig was chewing, so she must be chewing gum. Kind of a very stereotypical trait in a film of someone who is lower class or mm-hmm. disinterested. Yeah. So at the moment, Kristen Wiig is painting quite a... An intimate portrait of this woman. Yeah. Why her daughter is maybe not sounding so loving towards her. Mm-hmm. So far, I mean, two seconds in, we've got a whole character. It's pretty impressive. You can really see why Paul Vig worked with Kristen Wiig later on. He saw something in these nine seconds. Yeah. Let's watch the next second. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. We've got an aggressive half of a line. What may have been good to do was to refresh ourselves with the scene so that we know what they're saying. Oh, I know what they're saying. Oh, what are they saying? Um, she's saying, you're going to look like someone who's grounded if you don't go over there. Uh, the child is refusing to go over and sit on Santa's lap because she's too old. 
and Kristen Wiig is hoping for a picture, and she is saying that her child will be grounded if she does not cooperate. So, even though maybe Kristen Wiig doesn't seem like the greatest parent, she does want some kind of happy memory of her child, like, enjoying Christmas. Yeah, she's just going about it the wrong way. I think maybe, like, Kristen Wiig's character is probably frustrated that this, her child, her spawn, is not conforming to how she thought that child would grow up Yeah, at the moment. She's just, uh, just a bit of a misguided attempt at at a memory, but um, she's trying to fit the stereotype. Mm. That's she's just fit. She's trying to fit the commercialization of Christmas that she's being sold by adverts and uh, the media. Is this a commentary on commercialization of Christmas? That would be very deep. It would ruin our Christmas mood right now. But I would be happy to know that there's a deeper meaning to this film. Mm. Let's watch the next second and see if it goes deeper. Let's. Ooh, a close-up on the child with Kristen Wiig's hands fixing her hair. So Kristen Wiig really wants this memory to be perfect. So it seems like maybe she's saying they're from a uh, a more challenged background, mm -hmm. but that is why it is even more important that they try to make a memory and make things seem perfect. Yeah. One of the central components of this film is that all of the children... Um, come from either divorced parents or families that are have going through some troubled times. So I would imagine that she is struggling to connect with her child after a difficult year, perhaps. Also right now, um, in this close-up, there is some two-handed acting by Kristen Wiig. I know that is your favorite, two-handed acting. I love some two-handed acting. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um you can see that Kristen is adjusting the child's hair. Mm -hmm. I think adjusting a flower that is in the child's hair. It's yeah. kind of hard to see. The veins are popping out of Kristen's hand, so you can see that it's kind of aggressive. Yeah. To really force this to make it work. Mm -hmm. So you can you can sense a tone just through two-handed acting. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else other than her wrists in the shot, and yet we have we have a whole picture of what's going on. Let's watch the next second. Okay. Oh, okay. We've, we've the, lost all but a bit of fur from the shot. But you can still hear Kristen. Yeah. She was about to say, now go sit on Santa's lap. Yeah. The girl has been physically hurt by the adjustment of hair. So at this point, Kristen's character as a mother is clearly frustrated tired of arguing with their child and just wants this perfect memory. Yes, that's right. I don't think Kristen is actually longer on screen and just can hear her off screen, but let's see. Let's check. Oh, we have a very wide shot and she is shown full body. Ooh, so we couldn't actually comment on her lower half before, but now we can see that she is wearing a denim skirt. It's... Slightly short, but not... Not aggressively short. Not aggressively short. Yeah. And she's wearing kind of quite high brown boots. I believe those are cowboy boots. Yeah, as we've I been, so too. Uh, The graphic of the map has told us that we are somewhere in the south, most likely Texas. So it would make sense that Kristen Wake would be wearing boots, cowboy boots. 
And Kristen Wiig is clearly fitting in with the surroundings, the production design. It's telling us this mall is not too good. There is a out-of-order children's play toy. There is derelict signs saying space for lease, little windows. It's clear that things aren't great in this town. The Santa Claus looks disheveled. Yeah. And Kristen, her mother, is just trying to make something work, that commercialization, but it's frustrating that her child is not just going along with it. Yeah, it's uh, clear that there's some uh, economic troubles in this place that they live, so it's perhaps contributing to the friction between Kristen Wiig and her child. Because at that stage, children don't really understand money. Yeah. Um, but Kristen, clearly, her character does know. Yeah. The troubled times that the that and child is going to go through. Of course, this was right before the recession. So it's um, kind of predicting that sort of tone within films at the time. Mm-hmm. Also, I think now Kristen's probably knows that things are going to be even harder for her daughter because her daughter doesn't seem to be maybe conforming to how the town that surrounds Kristen yeah. would be. So knows that it's going to be even more difficult. So really wants to force like a very normal, heteronormative look santa isn't he gray yeah 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 it's uh it's really a fascinating look into the life of this character in just nine seconds maybe we should have watched the whole film second by second because i think we would have gotten way more out of it i think so too but let's continue yeah just studying Kristen. hmm what do we have here so the child has walked over to santa Looks like the child's about to sit down. Kristen has turned away to face away, and it's hard to see, but on this DVD, that's not of great quality, she has opened her mouth like she has been maybe possessed. I mean, we know this has happened before, so it would make sense for her to follow through as a theme in all of her films. Hmm, yeah, it could be that... The with the themes that are going on, that Kristen has been possessed by the ghost of Richard Nixon to really reflect the political, economic, and capitalist times that this family is going through. Yeah. To the next second. Oh, adjusted some hair just then. It looked great. And that was the end of the wide shot. I believe that Kristen was probably exercising the ghost of Richard Nixon in that hair adjustment. It worked. There was a lot of hair adjustment in this scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Adjusting the child's Mm -hmm. hair, adjusting her hair. That's talking about how capitalism forces this idea of perfect femininity. Yeah. Uh, Make sure your long hair always looks perfect. The struggles these people go through. Yeah. I believe that is... All that Kristen is on screen for and is heard, but let's just check. Yeah, let's make sure. Yep, that was it. That was all of Kristen on screen. Um, The scene rounded off with the child sitting on Santa, Santa touching the child on the shoulder, the child being annoyed and punching Santa in the stomach. Yeah. Oh boy. 
What a story. Yeah, there's just we just got more out of that nine seconds than we did out of the entire film. So it's clear this is like one of Kristen's first like big films. Yeah. And it's clear this is why she's starting. In the next film, she's going to get a bigger role. Yeah. And continue to get bigger roles because in that nine seconds, she told us so much through her acting and performance. Yeah, we learned a lot. We went through a whole character arc in those nine seconds. So we saw that she wanted a perfect family memory due to mm-hmm. capitalism. The child would not agree, was aggressive with the child, forced the child to do something that they didn't want to force this memory, allowed Richard Nixon to possess her, and then when she got what she wanted, pretended everything was normal. Yeah. Really remarkable tale right then. Just worth a watch for sure. It's the tale I would tell... If I have children, mm-hmm. tell I would tell when Christmas time comes around and say, yeah. this is what the meaning of Christmas is. It's kind of a new Christmas carol. It's a modernization of Christmas carol, right? Just condensed right down into a tweet. Yeah. You have the ghost of Christmas past, present, mm-hmm. future, and Richard Nixon. Yeah. What more could you want, really? That's just Christmas in a nutshell. Uh, so let's rate Kristen Wiig's performance. EJ, how many wig hairs would you give Kristen Wiig? I would give her 30. Um, I think this is her biggest role so far. Even though we saw her more often uh, for longer periods of time in other films, I think in this film she really drew you in with a very compelling performance in those short nine seconds. We got a lot out of it. So I'm just, I'm very impressed by that. I'm, I'm going to give her 30 wig hairs, which is, I believe, the most so far. I believe you are correct. I think for me, it was probably. Before we did this second-by-second second analysis, it was probably like 20 wig hairs. I thought, yeah. oh, you've given a very solid performance. I understand your character. Mm-hmm. But doing this second-by-second, second, I've seen the subtleties that she showed. And I would probably say maybe 40 wig hairs. Wow. Okay. 40 wig hairs and a bow. And a bow. And a bow. Wow. Uh, now, now, is that bow holding together all the wig hairs or just partial? Uh, no, it's more just on top of the... It's not a functional bow, it's oh, more just for appearance. Just decoration. That's nice of you. Hmm. That would look quite nice. That has been Unaccompanied Miners, um, and it is Christmas now. I hope you are listening to this at Christmas Day. I, yeah, me too. Just gathered around the fire with your family, listening to listening to analysis of Chris and Wig. What more could you want out of Christmas? Don't gather too close to the fire, though. Wig's are very flammable, as well as hairspray that you may use to shape and mold your wig. At least three steps back from the fire. That's just basic wig safety. We will be taking a short break for this holiday period, and we will be back in the new year with some more recognisable Kristen Wig titles, such as Judd Apatow's Knocked Up. And others. Happy holidays, listeners. Christmas!